Oh, wow. What an incredible update from last week, Jen. Yeah. I got rid of Tinder. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> it lasted what a whirlwind. A week. It was a whirlwind. You know what happened is, mm. okay, this is, here, here are the numbers. I had 67 <laughs> matches. What? 67 people wanting, not wanting to chat necessarily, but there's 60, think about that amount of people in a room. That's a lot of people to like, you know, divide your attention to. Um, so I was not into that. And right. then of course, only like, you know, 20 people contact you and start conversations. I didn't start any conversations. And then I was kind of getting like overwhelmed by that. And um, then people started getting sassy when I would not respond in oh a day. Oh boy. So it felt like work, and uh, I went on a date, and that's that's it. And, and so now and you're then a few people have my numbers thing. now, so I've, it's gone past. Oh I don't know what to do. So from the 67, like we were talking about last week, you probably did take like a handful that you can take into real life, and if you're feeling lonely, you can dial them up. I guess so. Okay. I feel weird about it, though. Yeah, so it's gone. <laughs> that was a good run. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you so much. You're so distracted. I was that was part you of it like, too. It was oh taking away God. from my work because I was constantly mm-hmm. getting messages and I was like, I do not need to be doing this at work right now. And I have no self control. So Wow. Yeah. Okay, well just Thank from you. these few sentences, I there are some real lessons here, I think, for guys especially. Yeah. Um, because it's it frustrates me to hear that guys were like ch- being sassy at you yeah because you weren't getting back to them fast enough i get that like if you start a conversation you ask a question uh, you want someone to answer you back but just be secure in yourself knowing that hey they'll get back to you if they're interested right or when they have time and just leave it at that otherwise the chances are if you get back to them and you're sassy mm-hmm. you're just gonna pressure them either into a date or you're just gonna push them even farther away right i hope the outcome is you push them farther away you dude yeah. Because I think that guys get very jealous immediately, even though like they've never met you, but mm-hmm. they automatically like just assume that they that you are theirs. Yeah. Right? Oh, we match. That means she likes me. That means she's all for me. But hey, heads up, dude. 67 other guys she's chatting with and she has matched with. That's a wake-up call. That should be a gut check time for these guys. Yeah. Okay? This is not like you don't just like match and then you're in love and then... They owe you anything. Right. There's 67, 70 other guys vying for her attention. Calm your tits, dude. And from what I've heard from people who um, look at both men and women, mm-hmm. um, that there are more men on Tinder than women. So there is like a imbalance. So I can understand the frustration of where, you know, if you're in like the hetero um, Tinder, how right. frustrating that can be because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, there's not enough women on here, and when I actually do make a match, it means something to me because I don't have that many because there's not that many women who right. are matching. So right. I get that, and I get where they're coming from. But also, it's not on the girl. I'm sorry. Whatever. No, no not at all. Look, you should be glad. If you're going to be on Tinder, because I know I've shit on Tinder quite a lot, but let me say, if you're going to be on it, fine. Do mm-hmm. that. But understand that it is a numbers game, really. Yeah. You know, and um, so you've got to understand that, yeah, a cute girl that you're talking to has like 70 other dudes um, trying and vying for her attention. But uh, you're also probably likely maybe chatting it up with two or three or, I don't know, mm. handful, dozen, depends on how your how your swipes are doing. Yeah. You know, a couple of other gals. So 
I think another it's tip numbers. is too, because I got really excited about Tinder that when I first got it, I was just swiping for like an hour, and mm. I think that's where I went wrong too. I oh. should have swiped in like smaller amounts so it wasn't all at once, like matches within the first few days. You know right, what I mean? Right. So don't go too ham on it. Separate it a bit. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's yeah. a good uh, tip for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, listen, we'll see how it goes. I want to keep getting the updates. Okay, well, do you I think, don't know what to update weeks? you on no, but I'm like, just, like, my dating life in general. No, just, like, just specifically with Tinder, I wonder if it'll come back. Oh, maybe. I'm sure. Like, I just pause my account. Right. So I'm not showing up and I don't have access to the conversations or whatever. But I'm, I'm maybe one day if I'm sad, then I'll do it again. No Bumble? Nah, I don't want to. Uh, whatever. One one app is enough. I noticed about you that you showed me these guys you're into and they're all dirt bags. <laughs> Now, is that a thing? Like, maybe Bumble is, like, too many, like, guys wearing never, ties? <laughs> I've never been on Bumble, but, yeah, I guess I guess I'm attracted to dirt bags. What can you do? Hey, you like what you like. Yeah. You like the taste of cigarettes, I guess. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, gross. Just kidding. I don't mind cigarettes, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I have, a, I have a weird thing about smoking. A lot of people are like, if you're not a smoker, you don't want to be near it. I like being around smokers. You do. Yeah, it's a you weird don't thing. Smoke I don't smoke myself. I smoke a little, you know, weed. Sure. A little hookah. I've had cigarettes when I'm drunk, but I don't really like it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't mind making out with a smoker? I mean, like throw some gum in your mouth, but yeah. like, I don't mind it at all. I think it's kind of oh. hot seeing someone with a smoke in their hand. I know that's like not. I know it is. The, like. The advertising from back in the day got to me, man. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. It is a cool thing. Yeah, I know. I, I never feel cooler than when I'm smoking a cigar. And especially right? like a like a thin, like a cigarello style, the way that it just dangles in your finger like a cigarette. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I've made out with people who are smokers and who uh, taste lovely. Mm-hmm. I've made out with people who are smokers and uh, made me want to barf. Weird thing. Smoke like attaches itself to people in different in ways. In different ways, yeah, that's very true. It's like perfume, right? Oh, does perfume do that? Okay, so I just learned this recently. Um, a friend of mine was borrowing my perfume. She's like, "Oh, I really like the way it smells," and she put it on, and she smelled it, and she's like, "Oh, it smells good on me too." And I was like, yeah, "Of course it does." Mm. She's like, "No, everyone's everyone smells differently with different scents. Like their musk mixes in with it, uh, and it can like react differently with it." Oh, of course. That Which makes, makes sense. sense, yeah. But I just never thought of that. Everyone's in that body way. chemistry is slightly different. Yeah. Why wouldn't it react in a different way to these chemicals you're spraying on your body? Right. So maybe it's the same with cigarette smoke too. I guess it must be that. Ah! Wow, interesting. What? Oh, we solved something today. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, good stuff. All right. You also wanted to point out. I. Okay, so we had a meeting with a consultant person or whatever who just like listens to our show and Mm -hmm. then tells us how bad or good we're doing, both. Um, And they pointed out that I have a crutch and the crutch was okay. Yeah. So I start off all my breaks with okay. So I realized that and then switched my crutch to all right (laughs) instead of just getting rid of it in general. Right. So I say just like listen for it throughout the podcast how many times I say all right. To start off a break. I didn't notice too many times when I was pulling audio, but I think that, yeah, going onward for sure, mm-hmm. listen to the radio and see if you can, are you trying, are you going to like actively try and break this crutch? I've been trying and then I say it and that's when I realize that I've said it and I giggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I don't know if I have crutches. Did you notice anything? 
that I like say reliably? I'm sure I do. No, I don't know. My- I haven't noticed anything. You're pretty good at keeping it like fresh. You're really good with your words and like mixing them up and not being repetitive, I find. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, do, because I, I I don't notice it with you. I'm not this is not a critique of you in general that we're talking about crushes, yeah. but I hate I notice them on other people mm-hmm. and I hate them. All right, I think I'm not noticing because it's conversational enough. It's like how you would talk to me like a person. Mm-hmm. So that's all my brain is kind of thinking about. But as soon as it gets like radio-y and then it's a crutch as well, ooh, it just stings me right in the heart and I hate it. Yeah. So I think I'm like cognizant enough and then I, if I ever hear myself doing it, if I listen back or anything, oh my God, hatred. Mm-hmm. And I try so hard not to do it. I hate cliches. Yeah. I hate leaning on stuff like that, right? I've said that before, but I hate repetitiveness. I hate redundancies in language so yeah i think that's why all that stuff is just like bubbling and simmering in my brain constantly so that's yeah. why i don't it's something that's really important to you i guess yeah it just annoys me i'm just a piece of shit asshole and like remember lauren yesterday i said that i hated something the joker movie and she's like do you like anything I was like, yes and i was thinking about that in the shower this morning i was having a shower oh, thing i was you. like do i like anything just complain there are things that people say about us that yeah, really, some of the things just stick with you, you know? Yeah. Anyway, if you hear all right, have a drink. <laughs> yeah, make it into a drinking game. Yeah, pour yourself a nice glass of whiskey. And also, um, I'm going to really try hard to uh, <laughs> concentrate on the things I love from now on. There you go. And present those in a yeah. positive way, for I sure. I think you love things. I do love. You those. love coffee, but specific coffee, coffee in a French press. I love French press coffee. You can't have it at work. Hate the, weed coffee. Yeah. Oh. Well, this coffee I'm drinking right now, weak. <laughs> Can I like, get something go, off my chest? It, okay. Yes. If you're in an office setting, and you know that everyone's going to be drinking the coffee that you make, because right. it's a big old carafe of coffee, and you particularly like weak coffee, right? it is on you mm. to take the regular coffee and add water just to your cup. Oh my God. Don't just half roast the entire carafe so everyone has to enjoy weak coffee. How dare you? How very dare you? How very dare you? I got one. Yeah? Okay. When you go to stir your coffee, mm-hmm. right? There's usually like a communal oh, spoon. Yeah. Okay. Stir your coffee and then rinse the spoon. I don't do that. But because then you just let you sit it back down on the plate and then let it congeal with cream and disgusting. Yeah, but it's and then all we gotta, the same. All right, oh gross! Now I gotta get a new spoon and then we're out of spoons. I just do a little shake and then pop it back. <laughs> Give it a rinse. Rinse off, dude. <laughs> okay, I'll do that okay. from now on. I promise because I understand that that is something that makes me angry. Oh, speak of the devil. Ladies at reception. The lunch lady is at reception. Maybe she, she can make, make us. Yeah, she makes weak coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. okay thank thank you. you so much for listening to this podcast. God, we appreciate it. God bless. Hail Satan. Okay, this has been going around the internet today. Halloween is coming up, and you're thinking about costumes and everything. And one of the greatest costumes of all time in terms of movies and that were the original 1990s live-action Ninja Turtles. Great. Uh, group, them? Yeah, great group costume. Oh, huge. Yeah. yeah, that's great. The original Ninja Turtle costumes in those movies were, like, beautifully crafted, and they were actually, the heads were made by the Jim Henson Company. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. 
that like did Muppets and everything like that, and they're really, really cool. So recently, someone has found one of the original costumes in like a warehouse or something, foam latex, like latex and spandex and all that stuff, but it's just been rotting away. Oh man! And it is a thing of horrible, horrible nightmares. Just imagine Leonardo the Ninja Turtle, right? Yeah. With like his eyelid all kind of drooping, rotten off. And what really was gross is that the mouth, the like latex around the turtle mouth has like uh, come loose and peeled back over the teeth. So it's like, it's like all gums and massive teeth and like the whole face is like rotting off. It is the thing of horrible, horrible nightmares. I feel like that should be a Halloween costume is the rotting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume. It's like a scary version of it. In fact, we should do that with all of our costumes. Just leave it in basements for years and then bringing (laughs) it out. Like even just like a bunny or something cute like a bunny could be absolutely terrifying. If you you let it get gross. Oh yeah. I think that's what's the scariest i like when it comes to like gnomes and things like that okay gnomes aren't scary but right. when they're all rotted and old and scary like that dolls for example uh-huh. not a scary thing uh-huh. but if you leave it to rot oh they're terrifying yes yes of course so i'm gonna post a picture of this up on his own facebook please go and have a look mm-hmm. Um, it's truly a frightening image. And, uh, you know, I talk a lot about how I, I really prefer practical effects and mm-hmm. puppetry and Muppets and all that stuff in movies. But I'll tell you one thing. What, a CGI creature has never given me nightmares <laughs> like this. Holy. Wow. So the conservative party leader, Andrew Scheer, is in a bit of a political pickle right now. Turns out he's actually a dual citizen and is only just beginning the process of renouncing his American citizenship. Oh, yeah. But so what? If I remove this human facade, you'll see that I am also a proud Zorgon from the planet Zorgon. Does this disqualify me from commenting upon the petty squabble of your tiny, feeble planet? Kinda, I guess. Regardless, the pathetic world you call Earth only has a few galactic standard cycles of habitability. Your weak species will die and we shall invade to harvest the delicious minerals from your bones and the remnants of your civilization. Ha 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 Oh boy, I just wish you wouldn't get so political. Long live the Zargonian Empire! All right, so today is kind of a a big day in Victoria. It's going to uh, be affecting your way home today. The Extinction Rebellion, Vancouver Island, is doing a protest. And this is part of a global rebellion on the climate emergency that's happening. So they're going to be occupying the Johnson Street Bridge from 3.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. So that is right in the middle of rush hour. And uh, they're doing this, yeah, across the country. It's called uh, the Bridge Out campaign and it symbolizes that we are on a bridge to nowhere that's Ah. what they say Um, so they're doing this in Vancouver and other huge cities as well so shut down the Burrard Street Bridge in Vancouver this morning Burrard Street that's that's a that's a fun for that that, that's a for fun bridge is it in in Vancouver I guess yeah I mean yeah people use it for their commute but I mean it's not like they didn't shut down the uh, Portman or something yeah. that would be like can you imagine that city would shut down oh my gosh yeah it'd be a, be a mess now let me ask you this Jen mm-hmm. how do you feel about this protest because a couple of weeks ago we went you know like I went down and attended the one that was downtown on you know that big mm-hmm. climate thing this one the feel 
is a lot more like people are mad about this. It's not the intended message getting across. I think that because there was a week long climate action um, kind of movement right. just a couple weeks ago, I think that people are kind of saying, why? Because we all know yeah. about this. Um, and I know that there is a lot of frustration, especially because it is um, just stopping traffic in general. People are going to be idling in their cars, and right. there's a lot of questions around that. But, um, I mean, this has been planned for a while. It's kind of the opening day of the BC legislature fall season, so that's why they decided to do it today. Right. Um, I know. It's, it's yeah. a tough one, because like, I agree with their message so much. Oh, I just, yeah. and, and this is a hard thing. I've always had to learn this lesson through life. You know, I was like, don't, don't be mad at protesters. They're trying to do good. You might not agree with their methods on this one day, mm-hmm. but they really are trying to get a good, powerful message across. And can I just respond to every person? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that you're, you're a ding-dong for saying this, mm-hmm. but this is a pretty ding-dong thing to say. Ugh, a lot of cars idling out there. Mm-hmm. One day of idling cars, okay, number one is like nothing, a drop in the bucket. And number two, those cars turn off. Turn them off. <laughs> yeah. Just turn, if you're sitting there idling for more than a minute, just turn it off. You know, new cars these days just turn themselves off at red lights. Oh, that's true. Turn them right off. Don't idle. Come on. Uh, so the big news today is that Andrew Weaver uh, it will not be seeking re-election in 2021. Yeah. He came out and said that he's going to be resigning. I'm I'm curious to know why. I know that there's a lot of talk about his health. He was hospitalized for this uh, condition that he was just diagnosed with called labyrinthitis. Yeah, I'd never heard of that, but apparently affects inner ear condition. Yeah. What is it? It's like an inner ear thing. Oh, okay. So it affects your balance and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, he says he was, uh, he suddenly had symptoms um, last uh, month. And mm-hmm. so that's stuff like nausea and dizziness and uh, constant falling down, I think. Oh, man. No, I'm just kidding about the falling down thing. Oh, you just made that up? <laughs> dizziness, nausea, and loss of hearing. Oh, man. Yeah. That's brutal. Um, so he said he's making this announcement now so that the party has enough time to start the process of electing a new leader in preparation for the next provincial election. So, yeah, it looks like they're going to be taking their time to find a, a new leader, but that's coming down the pike. Yeah. Want to hear a little bit of uh, we were talking? Yeah. Okay. It's time to let another generation take the lead. I've given everything I have to this work. Soon it will be time for me to step aside and allow a new leader to take what I have accomplished and make it better. Take it further and adapt it to the opportunities and challenges that the future will bring. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. A few things about Weaver. Uh, him being elected to the role that he is in right now in that last election and everything, that's historic. First yeah. Green Party member in like North America to be able to do something like that. Yeah. Pretty major. Um, here's some things I like about Andrew Weaver. Uh, I like that like him and Horgan working together like that. Like Their whole deal is working togetherness, mm-hmm. which is... You know, it's like I just love that in my government when it's any two parties just getting together and like working stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I also like that he wears sweaters sometimes. <laughs> the things that really matter, you know? Well, I do. I like it. And uh, <laughs> I like too that, well, one of the reasons I'm not, whether his health is into it or whatever too, mm-hmm. but he also talked about how he doesn't want to become a career politician. 
Lovely. Right? So I think that's really important, too, that he's like, okay, I've done this, and now I'm like going to leave this and go, and I'll do other things. I just don't want to be this, like, you know, fat cat sitting up here on Parliament Hill or whatever it's called, you know, being a career politician and just getting uh, ready, living off of that. Yeah, the way he was describing it was like, you're doing it out of civic duty and not mm. for a career to better yourself. You're doing it for the people, and that's what he taught in UVic as well, which is really uh-huh. inspiring, especially for the students, too. Godspeed, Weaver. Yeah. Oh, it's an exciting time. It's flu shot season time. We just got our email uh, in our workplace because we all get like a free flu shot, which is great. Nice little benefit from working here. That's great. I I want to take advantage. I never usually do, though, because I'm too strong and I never get sick. So it's like a waste on me. Please get it. Because like if you get sick, I'm getting sick no matter what. Don't worry about it. Um, but looking into like when you're supposed to get a flu shot, you can do it now. The CDC is uh, recommending, well, I'm looking on a U.S. one, but they're saying no. that by the end of October is a good time to do it. Okay. You can also get it all the way up until January. It's going to be available, but might as well get on it sooner. Sure. Um, also, I like, yeah, we were just talking about making plans to go together. Get your friends together and go get a, a flu shot. Make it a fun thing because totally. I know it can be a little scary. Not everyone likes getting needles in them, but yeah. Uh, yeah, could be a fun thing to do together. Absolutely. Give blood together. Get flu shots together. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's happening health-wise <laughs> yeah. is that the rate of syphilis infection in British Columbia is the highest it's been in 30 years. That's wild. Oh, boy. We were all laughing at Alberta. Do you remember when this story came out? It was like, hey, Alberta's got crazy syphilis numbers. And everyone's mm. like, oh, well, that's what happens when you go stampeding. Uh, stampede's a big cheat about, mm-hmm. and everyone gets syphilis. Yeah, we got it in British Columbia yeah, as well. Be extra so careful. Get that's tested. what they're saying. Yeah, watch, watch out. Get, get tested. Be cool. Be chilled. That's your daily reminder for health stuff from us. <laughs> Fresh from uh, our place. We were doing uh, some volunteering there, getting some food served for their big Thanksgiving lunch that they do there every year. Yeah. And it's really nice to see the amount of volunteers that come out. I know there's a lot of politicians out today. Yeah. Uh, which was great. Them getting their hands dirty. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. Dirty with gravy. Dirty with gravy. Yeah, you were on the gravy uh, station. I was doing the stuffing, which was very satisfying to serve because yeah. they, they take these like ice cream scoops and you yes. just like slop it on there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you may, well, I would hope because I've done the mashed potatoes on the stuffing station before. I hope you were making like nice tight balls. I tried to, yeah. I wish that like, yeah, at home I should do the, the ice cream scoop ball. For the great for the mashed potato and stuffing, it's nicer. Ooh, it's a it's a great technique, and yeah. especially with the gravy on top, the yes. presentation is beautiful. Thank you. But the amount of people that they are able to feed there at our place is incredible, and yeah. uh, it was just it was unreal the amount of turkey that we just kept on going through, yeah. and the amount of stuffing, and yeah, they really have it down to like a beautiful, well oiled machine at yeah. our place, and uh, the people who volunteer there every single day um, do incredible work, and we're just so lucky to have a place like that here in Victoria. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, that stretch of Pandora Street and everything like that and just kind of what's going on around down there and just imagine the people who do, they either volunteer their time or the people that actually work there, just imagine, you know, that's every day. You have to have that amount of compassion for these mm-hmm. people who are coming and going from there. It's like, it's incredible. So, 
thank you, I think, from both of us for having us today. Yeah. You know, and um, and if you're ever thinking like, oh, I don't know, and can I make a difference and everything, like, go down there. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. Like, we get called out and invited for Thanksgiving, but it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. They could always use someone, as you say, work on the ice cream scoop with the mashed potatoes oh, or yeah. whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we were right on either side of Laurel Collins. Yeah, we fangirled a little bit. We a little bit fangirled. Laurel, of course, is up for uh, NDP um, uh, here in Victoria. Mm -hmm. And we, because we said to her, figured like, oh, uh, that she watched the debate last night. This is how crazy it is. She mentioned the debate. Yeah. Right. And she was just like, oh, I heard Jagmeet did really well. And then we're like, yeah, did you watch it? Because you, you and I are like, you know, ridiculous oafs, and we both found two hours to watch most of the debate. Yeah. She's running. You would think, right? She was like, now nah, I was knocking on doors. Yeah, she's been campaigning. Campaigning? Yeah, working real hard. And uh, found time to go to our place to serve food for people, which is fantastic. That is good, too. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine, like, just it's two months of just trick-or-treating, but there's no treat, and maybe yeah. you get yelled at by someone who's a conservative? <laughs> just counting down the days, too, yeah. <laughs> Spooky season, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Well, it's the season now. Spooky season has been upon is upon us. Spooky season is upon us. Well, we're getting all geared up for the pr- pr- bridge to be closed down for the p- 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 protests. That's- Spooky scary. <laughs> and also the protesters poured a bunch of fake blood in the fountain at the legislature. Is that for Halloween? What a great way to decorate for Halloween and get in the spooky spirit. I'm spooked. <laughs> Did you hear? Hmm? A group of wonderful people decided to help celebrate the spooky season by making the fountain in front of the legislature an actual bloodbath. Oh. Yeah. A bunch of fake blood in there. They put a whole bunch of fake blood in there. Let's do it every year. Yeah, we should. Spending so much money on Christmas. How about spooky season? How about bloodbaths? How about boo? Spooked ya. How about more ghosts in the downtown core? Designated fright lanes. How about the sounds of bones rattling beneath your feet? Oh, too far, Jen. Okay. The Afternoon Zone starts right now. We're seeing Joker movie. Yeah, cute. Yeah. Hope it's a good movie. I'd, uh, I've heard I'm, great things. Now, have you? Yeah. Now, mixed uh, at best. I know that there was a lot of reviews online by the critics, and they were all saying it was bad, but every one of my friends who have gone to see it has said it's really good. So. Oh, really? I think you're in for a treat. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. It's getting really dark. Apparently, though, if you see it, you need to have something light planned after. Oh, really? Do something fun. What? Do something good for yourself because it puts you in a dark place. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Prepare okay. for dark times after it. I got a couple episodes left of uh, the new season of Big Mouth. There you go. I'm put that That's on what you should do. Listen, hey! uh, we're going to talk all about the Joker movie. We will talk for 45 straight minutes about it on this week's Geek Out podcast. So if you want to know what we think of that movie after we see it. Zone.fm has got all the podcasts. Mm-hmm. So the Victoria Police have issued a warning after a West Shore woman was caught in a social insurance number scam. Uh, it was one of those classic phone calls, but apparently this phone call in particular said that it was coming from the Victoria Police Department, um, and they claimed that the woman was under arrest and mm. that her... Her SIN number was used for a $100,000 fraud and drug trafficking scam thing. Anyway. Guess what, Jen? What? I just got it. I'm not surprised. You just popped out of the room to, what are you doing? Oh, I was getting some water. I don't know. Um, I support, by the way. I want one too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just got the call. 
And because I had heard that in the news this morning, mm-hmm. I like followed it. Because first, it's a robot voice. Yeah. That's like, if you would like to appear before the magistrate, you need to press one. You will be arrested. I can arrested. play it for you right yeah, now. Yeah, do you have it? Okay. Yeah, because, because you um, have it too, right? Well, what happens is I've been getting these like three times a day, I want to say. And they're always from a different number. And Ugh. it says like somewhere from Duncan or Victoria. So I have like, I want to answer it, but I know what it is. But instead, they just mung up my my uh, voicemail. So I just constantly <laughs> have these voicemails that I have to go through, which is really annoying. Yeah. So this is what it sounds like. By the Department of Justice against your social insurance number. Ignoring this would be an intentional attempt to avoid initial appearances right. before the magistrate judge oh, or yeah. exempt jury for a federal criminal offense. So before this matter goes to federal courthouse or you get arrested, <laughs> kindly press one and speak kindly. to an officer now. Kindly press one. I like you get rested. Yeah. Arrested. <laughs> I love they put magistrate in there. Magistrate in yeah. a robot voice. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is official. So I press one. I kindly press one. <laughs> and let me reenact what happened okay. for you. A guy picks up and he's like, hello. And I go like this. Hello. And he's and I was like and he was like uh, I think that threw him. And yeah. I was like, what's happening, dude? <laughs> and he was like, what what's what's happening? Um, uh, can I get your number, your name? And I was like, no. Can I get your name? And he hung up. That was it. That's it. That's all it took. And now, as the police are suggesting, everyone does mm-hmm. that if you get that. I know what a pain in the ass though, because mm-hmm. these everyone's getting these calls. Everyone is. I'm going through the. Uh, RCMP fraud reporting system. Okay, so maybe people are just getting them and ignoring them. So let's do something about it. Let's start putting in those reports and make it stop because they're annoying as heck. And yes. also, we don't want anyone who might not know what that is yeah. to get into a whole bunch of trouble, right? Like you said this poor woman, she like went to the police and was like, I got a call from you guys yeah. and, and I'm worried. And it's like, no, scam. Let's stop that. Okay, I'm reading this really uh, great article out of Time Magazine. came out not too long ago, like last week or so. And they're talking about the term you guys, which is like kind of in people's minds again these days because it's not very gender inclusive. And we're trying to be you know, respectful and cognizant of that, right? Aware. Right. I guess not. I've... I always think of it as just a group of people right. in general. I never yes. think of it as like guys specifically because I say it to my mom. I say it to my, my girlfriends. I say it to of anyone. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah, but okay. So here's here's how this whole history goes. Back when, like, I guess English was invented, you would use stuff like uh, like they. Mostly mm-hmm. it was they, right? And then there was like thou and thoust and ye and ye, and thee bring that and back. thine thou. and thou, right? All yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And so that kind of all went out of um, uh, usage, mm-hmm. and uh, people kind of dropped that and didn't like it. And then. Remember, you know Guy Fox and the like the gunpowder plot. Okay. So the, this guy in England was trying to like set a bunch of stuff on fire, and it's remember, remember the fifth of November and all that. Oh yes, yes. So they started so because of his name, Guy. They started using the word Guy to first mean like depraved bad men. Oh. Okay, like low and like and then it turned into like lower class men, mm-hmm. and then it be, eventually became all men, and then it became in you know like in language. Every male human to ever exist, you could say guy. Okay. Then, and that was 200 years ago when that started. And then over the last 200 years, it, like you say, slowly but surely has come to just mean anybody. Mm-hmm. And now, now in 20, like 18, 19, we're talking about should we be using it though, you know, just to, to say everybody, because it was originally mm-hmm. just meant to mean men. 
all I think about is, hey, you guys. But, <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, no, it is definitely something to think about because language changes so much. Yeah. I think it's such a cool thing that people really dive deep into language and how certain words came about and how yeah. certain phrases came about. But yeah, definitely it's something neat, to think right? about for sure. I think about it too because I know for sure there are probably people who I talk to who don't want to just be called a guy. No, nope. They yeah. don't want that and so i try to whether i'm being aware and cognizant of like they're in the room or not mm-hmm. i've tried to switch you guys to you all and it's fun oh that's nice and then you give, you give everybody a y'all or you just call them peeps how are y'all peeps what's up peeps how y'all doing y'all is fun i like y'all y'all mm-hmm. is good jenny had a really good message here she said uh so glad it wasn't chad fox <laughs> your husband be like hey what's going on chads <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What are you chads hey, you doing? chads. Hey, chads. What up, Chad? Z- Servers come up to the restaurant. How are you chads doing tonight? <laughs> Can I take your chads order? Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Jenny. I hope that catches on, though. <laughs> From this moment, we are marking in history. <laughs> We're living in the future right now, Paul. Oh, I know. Have you been seeing the bike lanes? Mm-hmm. Well, we got bicycles in there, but there's also like segways uh-huh. and hoverboards uh, and then those like those one one-wheeled things that go real fast oh, and yeah. people often Motorized, are wearing yeah. like suits while wearing them and that's yes. a power move Love big that. time. You look like Launch Mad McQuack. <laughs> Driving one of those. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and also like e skateboards and things like that. But apparently you're actually like not allowed. They're not allowed they're not permitted to be in any sort of roadway or sidewalks in general because the motor vehicle act hasn't updated all the vehicles that are like allowed or that it applies to so you could technically get ticketed for those sort of things but no one really does so uh the province is looking to upgrade it which is good so that'll include e-scooters and uh segways and other things like that too which is good yeah um victoria in particular has been uh approached by many companies including that like e-scooter like sharing company to get it into the city but um because bc isn't on top of the motor vehicle act we can't really do anything about it so victoria has asked for a pilot project to allow those sort of things starting in the new year cool right I'm so sorry. Launchpad McQuack is the duck who drove the plane. Gizmo Duck. I'm thinking about Gizmo Duck has one wheel and is a robot duck. Oh, okay, yeah. Launchpad McQuack is pretty cool, too. So, your dreams of becoming that could actually happen there, Paul. That's it. Sweet. Good. I love that. I love it. I truly do. You That's do? what I imagine in 100 years from now, we'll have hover cars and gondolas and zip lines and then the bike lines. And no cars at all? Yeah, because of hovering. And, and you know you know what we need next is those pneumatic tubes that shoot you where you need to go. Oh, yeah. That's what we've been missing on the highway. <laughs> Are you hearing this, Paul? No, uh, Lauren what? from Promo's in here, and Who? she, <laughs> the one who's right beside you right okay. now. You remember her? Yeah. <laughs> okay. She was saying that uh, that someone in the office made a pumpkin pie, almost like what is it called, like turducken or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where you put like chocolate cake around a pumpkin pie and then bake it all together. Stupid, dumb, too that much. Sounds amazing for Thanksgiving this weekend. No craziness. What? Who? What kind of a person? What kind of a wild maniac? Spooky. <laughs> I know who it was. Spooky and crazy. Really? No. 
Pumpkin that pie is so delicious. Good. Remember oh, last word I said you sprinkle like pumpkin critters on top? Critters? Or like seeds, like a crispy oh, crunchiness. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. delicious. You need to shove it inside of a different cake. How how horrible. No, I'm going to try this weekend. You're not. I will. I'm going to be making pumpkin pie. Join the conversation. What's your favorite kind of pie? Yeah, how do you like to do it? I've seen that people put fireball into pies. The shot? Yeah. What do you mean? Like they like pour the shot spicy- glass in the center of the pie? And <laughs> you have to do a shot first and then drink it? No, they that just put like it in the batter. That sounds like a to happen. So Elon Musk was saying that he might do some customizing of sounds for Teslas in the future. Yeah, like what? Like a goat noise? Well, the ideas are being thrown around to maybe have a customized horn. Yeah, people ask, can we upload our own sounds? And he said, we'll see. You know what mine would be? What? This. Oh, bitch, get out the way. Get out the way, bitch, get out the way. You know what mine would be? This. <laughs> this is a bad idea. You shouldn't <laughs> Please don't do that. Do. No, I shouldn't. Thanksgiving's coming up. Crip right up on me, I'll tell you. Oh, it always does. Every year, I don't know. I like that it's, you don't have to do that much prep for this uh, holiday. Jenny, I, no, I think that like there's a country full of moms out there who are prepping to the nines right now. I've been prepping for like two weeks. Really? Oh, I gotta get my turnips soaked, or I don't know how you cook. You soak your turnips for weeks. I don't know what. That's what you do. Right? Go to Paul's house for dinner. <laughs> I'm gonna brine my potatoes. <laughs> so I don't know, but... I know. I, it really creeps up. It now does. you, you and I are both orphans, but we do have some tips for you because mm-hmm. this is this rare Thanksgiving. Maybe you're going to have some family over. We got an election coming up. It's very likely that politics will come up at the dinner table. Oh, it will absolutely. If it doesn't, maybe you should bring it up. Yeah, you reckon? Test the waters with your family. Get in some good, solid conversations. Some subtle debates. This is my absolute advice for you as well. Is just is just read the room. Yep. Because um, I have uh, family, as you know, down in the States who are like hardcore Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. So I've been at family dinners with them, and they want to talk to me about their great president. Mm. Now, I'm not going to undo, you know, 50 years of Fox News brainwashing out of their brains over Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, It's not going to happen. So what I do with that is... I sit and politely listen and just keep asking them questions. Yeah, that's... Oh, neat. Why do you feel that way? Oh, why do you think that? Oh, that's okay. Well, And then I get a neat perspective. Mm-hmm. Don't be fighting. No. You don't need to fight about things mm-hmm. over turkey dinner. Take it to the internet, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> After the dinner, go on their Facebook page and comment on all their posts. <laughs> that's what you do. Don't do that. Yeah. But, but again, read the room because there are some family members who you might have really interesting conversations mm-hmm. with you can engage with and um, yeah you just might again learn new perspectives and uh, they might learn yours and you might find some neat common ground and and some really good talks and you might learn some things about who you want to vote for as well because uh, tomorrow is the advanced polling it starts until October 15th you That's can right. go to uh, the advanced polls there and you can also go to the zone.fm slash vote if you need more uh information on who to vote for in Victoria. That's a really good one locally. Right now I'm taking the CBC vote compass. Oh, nice. I'll tell you who I'm going to vote for when I'm done. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. There's a question about the monarchy on this vote compass. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was something that we were discussing. I mean, either, but... What was the question? It was... Canada should cut its ties with the monarchy. Do you agree or disagree? Fun. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is fun. I love being asked what I think about things. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs>
There's going to be a lot of yelling today. It's cuffing season, which means a lot of people are looking for mates. We found out that tonight there is a 50 and over speed dating event happening in Victoria. So if you're 50 or over or if you have a parent or loved one who is that age and older, tell them to hook it up. It's called Fresh Connections Victoria Singles Speed Dating. It's happening at Artisan Bistro. That's in Royal Oak at like Broadmead Village area. I love the idea of speed dating. Yeah. I mean, because you kind of get through, you kind of like figure out if you like the person because you're in person with them. You can figure out if there's a spark immediately. Yeah. If If I'm like referring it back to our speed dating on our phones right now, which is Tinder. Yeah. It takes a while to figure out if you even have a spark. Sure. Right? Because you just have their photo. You can't tell that much about a person through a photo. Yeah. And then you have to text them for like a week and then meet up with them. (laughs) It's just like a long process. But if you could do that right there in the flesh, see if there's a spark. We should we should bring back speed dating for everyone. I kind of yeah. I figure like oh this is why this is for fifties pluses is because everyone under fifty is just on Tinder or Bumble right. or whatever. But why don't we bring it back for everybody? It's so true, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think about these older people. They should be on Tinder instead. They don't have to leave the house. That's true. But yeah, I know it's more convenient for everybody. And I think I would do well at a speed ba- date because I my twinkly, sparkly, pleasant eyes oh, okay. would just everyone would, would just fall in love with them one at a time. Bang, well, then you bang, have a bang, problem. You love, got too love. many people in love with you. That's great. We can mm. all just be in love together. Come on over. Oh and I'm up from plus fifty. I likely have a boat by now, right? So I'm just like, come on out to the boat, ladies. Let's hang out on the boat. <laughs> a lot of people. Huh. Want to have the election day as a national holiday. 58% of the people who are surveyed want a holiday so they can vote without having to plan around school or work. So as of right now, by law, everyone who is eligible to vote must have three consecutive hours to go cast their ballot on election day. If someone Mm. doesn't have three consecutive hours to vote when the polls are open, Mm -hmm. their employer must legally give them the time off. Right. So you already kind of have time off that day to go to the polls and cast your vote. I've never done an an advanced poll either, but those start like tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow for three days. So I know who I'm voting for at this point. I don't need the, another French debate and another week and a half of yelling at each other no. and going and giving speeches at unions and all the rest of this campaigning bull hooey. I know who I'm voting for at this point. If you don't, if you're worried about the line, if you're worried about, you know, it's like not getting time off of work. Look, at, of course I'm all for a day off of work. Of course I am. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take 20 minutes to go and vote. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go home and play video games for the rest of the eight hours. <laughs> Do I need that? I do. I anytime they're like, should we make another holiday? I'm usually like, yep, 100 percent, another day off. Or if I actually do end up working that day, I get paid more. I am in. Sign me up. Yeah, right. But I would like a holiday for like something like Halloween or something. Day after the Super Bowl. <laughs> that too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go home and watch the rest of this debate, or like all of it on the um, on the YouTube. I guess it's yeah. still going, right? This is still live. You know what I saw people yelling about today is like, starts at four o'clock. Does the people not care about the Western Canada? It's like, you well, just start over when we get home on YouTube, anyways. Yeah, it's That's fine. not how we and live. And also, anymore. it's at starts Who's at watching seven it there, live? which is pretty late to start like, over there. So they figured it out. I guess we don't get to see the tweets roll out 
Oh, I just love the face of like frustration when people get talked over. Yeah. Because we have it on in the studio right now, but just no sound. It's really fun to watch. So we just see facial frustrated, angry faces. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, looking forward to that tonight. All right, and Quentin's coming up next. You know how you can make it a drinking game? Every time that. I just love this. When Sheer, you didn't make a point about Sheer that he disagrees with, mm-hmm. even though it's not his time to talk, he just goes like this. No. <laughs> just every time, oh, yeah. he, every time he does that drink, you just hear him. Camera won't be on him. You just hear him. No. I like No, it. no, no. I like when, I'm going to stop you for a second. Who was saying that? Uh, I think it was Elizabeth May. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But that's nice. fun. I like it. Okay. Have a great evening. No. No. I'm no. <laughs> I'm going to stop you for a second. No, that's simply not true. <laughs> Quentin, have fun tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. No. So I woke up this morning, mm-hmm. got my coffee, had my cats beside me, Good. and I watched the federal leaders debate from last night. The whole thing? Uh, as much as I could before I had to leave. I think yeah. I missed the last like 10, 15 minutes. I don't know if there was any. I heard there was some awkward handshaking at the end. Oh, they all wrestled. I, oh, I missed oh, the wrestling right in the match. Middle of wrestle. It was a table round, too. So they had the tables out. And they, oh, man. I wonder who won. Yeah. Who would win? <laughs> I think May would win. She's tough, but... I think she would get scrappy. Come on, look at Jugmeat. He's built. Oh, yeah, he is built. Dude, he's built. Yeah, that's true. He's like little, but he's built. Yeah, good point. Um, but I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I found myself... I don't know if you found yourself doing this. Me yelling oh, yeah. at the screen a lot, especially at the beginning. I was getting angry when a certain person was talking over everyone. Oh, yeah. And then uh, there were some points where I was like, yeah! And I was really excited. About what they were saying. And there was some really like funny comments in there as well. It was pretty entertaining. Do you remember what your highlights were? What your favorite? Oh, I think it was. A lot has to do with Jugmeat. He had some pretty good lines in there. He did. Yeah. Um, Was it like Mr. Yeah, he called Trudeau Mr. Delay and Sheer Mr. Deny. Yeah. And then there was um, when they started arguing about abortion rights and female rights. And he was like, oh, Two men should not be arguing about the rights of women. Yeah. That was a funny one, too. Yep, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some... Oh, yeah, you missed maybe two at the end. Uh, Elizabeth May at one point looked at Andrew Shearer, and she's just like, listen, you're not going to be the prime minister. It's oh, <laughs> just like super hardcore like that. She's like, I'll take a pen on it right now. It was rad. I do want to give it up to the moderators, though. Well... It's a tough job. I know, and it's particularly... You got to get to the end, too, because Rosemary Barton from the CBC was moderating, and like when she gave you 45 seconds, you Oof. got... 45 seconds. Like, you were watching clips today. She's just like, nope, time's up, no! Yeah. Like, she would not let them jabber over each other for longer than the time, which was important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I'm reading things now that, like, that style of debate and that, like, setup is a total Mm. disaster. Well, there's just so much going on, right? So there was five different moderators. There's short periods of time, which is good, but they just wasted a lot of time talking over each other. And then that just like hurts us as voters, right? Because we're not actually hearing what they're saying. Yeah. I think debates like like last night are fun to Mm -hmm. watch. Like, yeah, me too. I got got home last night and hunkered down and just watched the whole thing. And it was fun. It's fun. Like a wrestling match and a steel chair (laughs) match. It's fun to watch. But it comes right down to it, I don't think you're really getting their policies out. And you know what? I watched uh, that whole face-to-face series last week. Mm-hmm. That was like thoughtful discussion. And in more cases, the candidate, you know, even though there's there's not their political opponents that are call them out on their bowl, but like Rosemary Barton, she was hosting that too. Mm-hmm. Like last week, Jugmeat said a thing and she was like, no, that's not true. And here's Ooh. why. And same thing with Sheer and same yeah. thing with all of them, right? If they said a thing that, wasn't, that didn't line up, she was so well-researched and she called them out on it and it was so good. So it was like a neutral party. 
Yeah. Calling them out on what's truth and what's not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think, look at, again, debate's fun, but what you need to do is, um, if you really want to like make a decision here and you're still kind of waffling or don't know what to do, number one, the zone.fm slash vote. Yes. That's a really good play. Our news department put together like they do every election, um, uh, a list of all the candidates and uh, their thoughts on some pertinent issues that are like hyper local to the island. And then really, you, you got to go to a vote compass, I think. Mm-hmm. They're so good. CBC's got one. Just go online, put in like what you think about the issues. Yeah. They'll tell you who you align with best. And you can help. That can help. Uh, you know, make your mind up. Yeah, you and for hopefully in like the elections to come, there will be wrestling matches for us <gasps> to watch. Wouldn't that be nice? If I could just have <laughs> electoral reform, proportional representation, and steel chair matches, please. Tonight is the French debate, eh? So you just said a very intriguing thing to me. You said, yeah. are they doing it the same way as the last debate? Looks like they are. Yeah. And it's gonna be translated they're gonna translate the entire thing oh wow okay cool yeah but i don't think i'll watch it yeah i don't think so that's a lot of effort well you know what maybe i'll watch it out of curiosity it's like if it's gonna be similar to the last one there's gonna be a lot of screaming over each other Mm -hmm. and then how do you translate that or do they just let them scream and then like when Jugmeat gets in there with a stinger and a barb, then they just translate that for you? Maybe. Yeah, that would be the translators who are hired for that gig. Oh, Ooh, what a job to do. Hey, God bless you. The other debates in English was on the 7th. And I, when I was watching, it was really, you know, it was kind of hard to follow because everyone was talking over each other. But this time, oh, my gosh, it is impossible to follow. Jenny, it was a nightmare in the language that I speak. And so now you have them speaking the language that I don't speak. And God bless the CBC is thinking that they're doing us a service by having translators try and then shout over the leaders and translate at the same time. The audio from the TV right now is an absolute nightmare. Like, listen to this. It's actually frightening. They plan to balance the budget to five years. We haven't seen your numbers. This is not real. That's it. That is the direct feed from the TV. There is no layering there. Isn't that terrifying? Yeah, yeah, that is wild. Nothing is going to get done there. But I looked up and they're translating also in closed captions. So I just looked up and then in the closed captions in brackets, it just said speaking simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, just leave that up. Just That's leave that it. up for the entire the rest entire of the debate. Time. That's how nightmare this debate is. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Listen, you want to be a really good Canadian tonight? You know what you do? You go home, you wait till midnight, new seasonal letter candy comes out. Yeah. Watch that. That's how you be a good Canadian tonight. There we go. Good night, suckers. Hi, uh, this is a message for Jenny only. Please, if you're not Jenny, don't listen. Hi, Jen, it's me, Paul. I know you've been on the radio already for two hours today filling in for John, but don't worry. I've got lots of fun stuff to bring for the rest of the afternoon. I've been sitting in a room by myself listening to conspiracy theory podcasts, and I'm going to bring all those things to you. Number one, did you know that aliens? Number two, this week is Thanksgiving, but what don't they want you to eat? Number three, all this talk about impeachment. Why doesn't Trudeau ever impart in a turkey? I'll tell you why. He's in the pockets of Big Turkey. That's a huge waddle. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. 
For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, Podcast Pal. I'm the Zone's resident geek, Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Brian Boitano. I'm Newshound Art Aronson. I'm fangirl Kirsten James. And I'm Loud Boy, Paul Blasino. Collectively, we are nuts about the wide, swirling world of geek culture, and we talk technology. Comic books. Movies. TV shows. Then I say something. And, of course, we bring it to you from that uniquely Zone perspective. Fact. I give it a solid six. Fuck! Nice. <laughs> the Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen through the zone.fm slash podcast or wherever fine podcasts are sold.